0: Good morning, this is Angela Jernigan and you're listening to the Parents' Way podcast where we talk about parenting, spirituality, and politics. Last week I posted a podcast introducing the time that we are in in the Christian calendar where we listen in for the new thing that is trying to emerge. And I think regardless of your faith tradition and regardless of whether you have no faith tradition at all, this is a counter-cultural move if you're in the United States to be assuming a position of listening in the days leading up to what we think of as a winter break for school students, because this is a time of year that, especially if you're raising children, the pace of life picks up. There's all the ordinary things to attend to, and you um, the making of lunches and the laundry and the upsets and the, you know, all of it. <laughs> but then there's also holidays to plan for and parties to attend and recitals and um, all the additional layers of things that come this time of year and the financial stress that that comes along with all the additional layers of things, Um, presents and parties and um, costumes and whatnot. So the pace of life, the list of things to think about increases. And, um, And yet both in terms of the coming equinox, the darkness of this time of year, and the deeper message of the holidays, um, at least for Christians and I think for Jews, um, really indicate that this is a time for slowing down and going inward. So it's kind of a countercultural move that I have come to think of as pretty important just for my own sanity to make it through the holiday time, which in addition to all the stuff to do, there's a lot of feelings for most people around this time of year. It can feel really lonely and trigger lots of childhood stuff um, from the holidays we've lived through. In our pasts, um, we think of people we've lost. Um, who aren't with us for this holiday season. Um, And then there's always the gap between what our holidays are like and what it looks like in, um, in the media and on commercials and kind of our image of what our lives are supposed to be like and how cozy this time of year is supposed to be and for many many people it just really isn't so um i just want to lift that up and say that most everyone has many layers of feeling stressed and strained and emotionally struggling this time of year in the united states in particular Um, And so to reclaim this time of year as a time to listen deeply, to listen to what's beneath all of that, um, to listen to the activity in our brains and to listen to the feelings and to listen deeper to the small voice that is inside trying to say something new, the new thing that's trying to be born, because often the seeds of the new thing begin to do their work in the depths in the darkness so I am gathering with my friend and colleague um, at my old seminary this evening to to listen in together to the deeper voices. And there's a few other women who are joining us. And it's occurring to me that this is also the story um, of Mary in this time, who, for as I told you last week, is... For Christians, we consider her the mother of God, and that's kind of like an enormous job (laughs) to be a 14-year-old girl and poor and about to get married and a virgin and to suddenly be um, visited by an angel and told the Lord is with you and you are going to bear the the son of God in human form, and he will change the course of human history. To begin to make sense of what this means required um, this young woman to find a place to go that was safe, and where she went last week i i said that she told joseph but actually that's not what the scripture says joseph was the man she was supposed to marry but instead what the scripture says is that she went to her cousin elizabeth first and she spent 3 months with elizabeth and we don't know a lot about what happened in that time but we're very clear that these women both had a sense that there was something very big and very shocking that was very also very holy coming about through Mary and that their connection was vital To this becoming of the new holy incarnation. I think there's something that happens when women come together and listen. Listen to one another and listen inward to the deeper truths that are not what the dominant voices of our time are clamoring on about, but the knowing that comes from a quieter place, a deeper place, that sometimes we can know when we're in solitude, but often when women come together, that is often when more, we can hold more, and we can hear more. And I say women not because I don't think men have this capacity innately. I think that, yes, they do. There's nothing, this is not a gender difference that is hardwired from birth, um, but it is cultivated in our culture. Um That women have had to be the listeners and have been um, taught to listen and have really relied on our capacity to listen in a world that is threatening. And we have needed to learn to listen to one another in order to make our way through in a patriarchal world. And so I think that women have a different starting point in deciding to listen. And I want to talk for a minute about how profound listening is. When we listen to another human being and i've spent you know these years teaching mostly parents and mostly women to listen to listen to children and to listen to one another on a certain level listening to the feelings listening to the thoughts listening to the stories the sensations to just what is real, what feels real in our lived experience that goes unseen and unknown in the everyday. Um, But there's always another level of listening to the new thing that can come through when you listen down through the layers of experience. And this is what I've spent these years doing, listening with mostly women, although men have come too. But what happens on the level of brain science when we listen? We now can, because of the discoveries in the field of brain science over the last couple of decades, we can actually describe um, with a new level of clarity about what's happening and I'm not a neuroscientist so I probably get some of the details wrong but it I, I know enough to paint an illustration with these ideas that have emerged from neuroscience and what we now know is that the human brain has something called mirror neurons and that when we turn our attention toward another person, we and we listen. And listening doesn't just happen with our ears, it's a full body experience. We're listening to cues and meaning from the other person on multiple levels. This is just what our brains know how to do. We pick up all kinds of subtle information when we turn our attention to another person and we see their facial expressions and we listen to their tone of voice and see their body language and um, and hear their words and feel. Our bodies actually can feel Bits of the feelings that this person is having. And a large part of that is because we have these mirror neurons that give us a tiny little bit of the experience of the person we're tuning into. It's really a pretty miraculous function of the human brain that. We literally tune into the other and take some of that lived experience that they're having. And our brain gives us some drops, some bits of that experience so we too can actually feel it in our own Bodies in our own brains, we get an image, a sensation, an impression of what's real inside the person we're listening to. And so, real listening, which is not what we do in our everyday lives very often, in this world, we are often. you know, we don't we don't really have many chances to just take our time and listen. Um, and so there's a lot of, we kind of cut to the chase, we make assumptions, we kind of half hear what someone's saying. Um, and that's not the kind of listening I'm talking about. That's kind of the listening that our culture teaches us how to do, where you just get to the bottom line as quickly as you can figure out what it is and move on. I'm talking about when you really decide to take someone in. And that's literally what it is. We are taking the presence of the other person, quite literally, into our own bodies, into our own brains, through mirror neurons, and probably through a whole host of other things that we don't fully understand. And that act of letting what's real for another person actually leave a mark inside us is transformative. When we listen to another human being, we are changed by the encounter. And we also change the other person because when a human being feels heard, feels felt, as the neuroscientists call it, a whole host of things happen in their body and being. Feeling felt, feeling heard, sets off a whole cascade of physiological reactions, and the sum total of them add up to feeling safe, feeling secure, having a sense of belonging, even if just in that moment. And what comes out of that experience of feeling like you belong, like you are safe because you have been known, is more of what's real for you comes forward. More of what you feel comes up. More of your story that needs to tell comes up and out and the longer you feel heard the more you come to know the deeper layers of truth for what's real for you so we are changed by being heard and we are changed by listening when we listen to another person and we continue to let what is real for them as it emerges make impact in us, we can never again be the same. The more different the person is from you, who you are listening to, the more you can be changed by the experience of listening. When we listen deeply to a person who is from a different walk of life, we come to understand both our connection to this person and we come to feel and know some of what Being human is like in their skin, and what being human has been like in their life path. And we quite literally live that experience or a shadow, a touch of that experience for a time through our mirror neurons. Human beings, when we come together and we listen to one another, we are changed permanently by the experience. And what can happen when women gather and listen and establish that kind of belonging and safety for each other and with each other? is that the deeper knowing that's trying to come forth can be heard. We get so occupied by the level of chatter going on in our brains and by all the information and the Facebook posts and all the darting um, physiological reactions of stress and all the hits of dopamine we get online and we're kind of in this ongoing, mixing, fast-paced cocktail of physiological experience and thought and feeling. And to stop and pause and listen and take some space allows all that to begin to come up and out and rinse through. And the gems the nuggets of the the deeper truths that are trying to be born the creative spark that is always there trying to come through every human being because we are just a creative creating species that deeper impulse to create can be heard. So that's what I am practicing this Advent, listening to the voices, the women, the children, and the voices inside me that I often get too busy to hear to tune into those who you don't usually listen to in others and in yourself brings forth the new thing that's trying to be born creatively through you. And it's a great act of trust, a great leap to say, Something new is happening. Something that my problem-solving brain may not on its own <laughs> be able to come up with. Because it's not born of the sum total of my lived experience. It's not born from that source the new thing coming through involves an integration of the old with the new. It's a birthing, a gestation that results in a birthing. This is the creative process we're in. And I have the growing conviction. That there is something new being born among women, some of us mothers, and including the men who are our allies, across lines of race, across lines of faith across lines of able-bodiedness. Something new is coming forward that we can only come to know and live together in connection as women. Women with the men who love us and believe in us so this is my invitation to you wherever you are and whatever your life is presenting in this time to find the places where you get heard and to find the voices in your environment that you don't usually hear and listen, you may want to set aside some time. If you don't have another person to listen to you, you you can do this kind of listening in a journal. It's a little bit different, but it, that's also a very important way of listening. You can journal, you can do artwork, you can move physically your body. Um, There's many ways of listening. But if you can find your way of tuning in to a deeper level of your experience and tuning in to a deeper level of the experience of people who don't always get your attention... The more vulnerable people in your environment and the more vulnerable unheard aspects of yourself with an orientation of trust that it is from there that the new and beautiful next creation will come. That takes spiritual courage, and we can do it together. That's how we were intended. So, let's be Mary and Elizabeth together on this journey. When women listen, new things are born. Amen and blessed be.